I don't know who needs to hear this, but... Plan out your vegetable gardens and get your seeds ordered. That sounds like hassle. It's time. It's time. It's probably time you could probably plant stuff outside now. You, th- you don't think there's, there's going to be another frost? There might be, but there's some stuff you're supposed to plant like six weeks before the last frost, so it's about time. I don't know. I'm not like well-versed enough in what vegetables grow when and where and whatnot, so like I can't tell you what you Watermelons need to plant. Watermelons grow in the summer. I can't tell you what you need to plant right now, but you should get your garden planned out and get the seeds you need so that you can get stuff planted and going. I'm definitely, you're supposed to have gotten like your seedlings started if you're going to do them indoors, so... Let's figure it out. Fun. Yeah, I really want to like focus on planting. I mean, last year I got radishes and carrots, peas, tomatoes. My broccoli grew, but I never harvested it because I was bad like that. I don't know who I'm lying to, but when I say that's fun, that's not fun. That That's the antithesis of fun. You don't actually think so? <laughs> All right, well, good to know. Yep. Hello, I'm Heidi, and directly in front of me is John. You're at the set, and we're the Badgers. Tony just laughs at me. <laughs> so harsh. I mean, I just failed him once. Okay, that is ghetto boffing. <laughs> I know, I'm gonna get fired! <laughs> I did, I did. I learned about the Supreme Court today. <laughs> Only most of you guys are gonna recognize this. Documents! On a piece of paper. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. You know, for it being, you know, the day before Thursday, which is when these post, uh, you know, it wasn't too shitty of a day. That's good. I know they're usually your longest day. Wednesdays are generally shitty, and now I've just kind of embraced it, and I'm just like, okay, today I just trudge through, just make it happen. And I did some recording of myself. I'm going to do some, like, Instagram posts with me doing my day job versus what people are accustomed to what I do, which is audio drama and this, uh, but mostly the audio drama. And it's like, so this is what pays that disgusting habit called audio drama. And yeah, so I think it would be fun to just kind of give an inside look into what I'm doing. How are you doing? Um, No, I definitely agree with you. Sorry, before I answer your question. Yeah, I'm Um, sorry that you're talking about it too. (laughs) I definitely agree with you that I feel like my days at work that I know I'm going to be there for 10 or 12 hours. Like I go in, I'm in that mindset already. I know like what to expect are much better than the days that like are suddenly I'm just there for 12 hours. And I'm like, I was really hoping I'd go home four hours ago, but I'm still here. Yeah. No. So when I, when I worked in the, the culinary industry, I would know that I have a 16 hour day, right? Mm -hmm. So I know that 16 hours I'm at work at four o'clock in the morning and then I'm there for 16 hours. But, you know, 12 hours later, it doesn't feel like it's been 12 hours because I expected to be there for 16 hours. Yeah. So I have another four hours, but it certainly doesn't feel like it's been 12 hours. So it's an interesting thing in the psychology behind that. Yeah, yeah. just like knowing that it's going to be that and yeah, knowing what you're walking into. If you show up and then find out that it's a 16-hour day, that's a different story. Sure. Well, so things have been going off me. We got a new foster dog. We did get a new foster yes, dog. Little... I have made all of two minor interactions with it. I bet it, and then I let it sniff Him. me. Okay. Him. Him. Mr. How Finnegan. do you know? Has he told you that 
he likes to associate as a him. No, but he has mated a lot of females, so I'm assuming that he's good to be a him. Yes, uh, we got him from a breeder. who's a surrender. He's a retired breeder. Um, but he's very cute. Uh, very scared. He very looks like scared. a fox. He does look like a fox, and he's super tiny. Yep. Yeah. Like a fox. Yeah. Like so. he's got that reddish tint to mm-hmm. him. Just yeah. a fox. Yeah. He's a little, I, I just, adopt, don't shop. He's Especially a if you're looking dude. for herders, check out Soho, Save Our Herders Outreach. Uh, they have a lot of really great dogs up for for adoption right now. Highly recommend. Uh, be careful if you have small children. In case you didn't know, herding dogs are not great for small kids. Um, Let's see. Other things that have happened. Is to- that oh. what happened to our kids? The the dogs. Actually, fun story. On my radio show this morning, they did a whole segment about how the radio show I listen to is not the radio show I do. I don't do it. I, I was about to say, um, what, what do ones I know about you? On the radio show I listen to in the morning, they did a whole segment about how women in 18 to like 35 are having less babies and adopting more dogs. Specifically having small dogs. Or fewer babies. Fewer babies. Having fewer babies <laughs> and adopting more dogs. So the Pope said that this is very sinful. To have fewer babies and adopt To have dogs. fewer babies and have dogs instead. He said specifically this, which is ironic coming from somebody who has no kids <laughs> and has no relations supposedly with True. anybody. Especially but not with women. I'm just trying to fit in with my group. I saw a sign today that said my kids have paws and I really thought about buying it just because it feels so accurate for us. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's not even the, I mean, so Bela was like our kid, right? Like right. she was like my soul she dog. Was, I loved her. She was the baby. And Charlie is, Charlie's great. She's just, she's not my soul dog. Like right. I love her. Um, You know, and having sponsors is nice. And we, we nice. got her with the expectation that she's a 16 hour dog. <laughs> well, like equating it to our earlier conversation of 16, like. She's at the end of, don't pay attention. Oh, at the end of the works. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's just like, you know, I'd rather have, I'd rather have dogs than kids, to be honest. Um, anyways, so other things that are going on in my life. I went to the dentist recently. You did? How was it? Yeah. Did you uh, meet Dr. Crentist? No. No, I did not. You didn't. Dr. Crentist, the dentist, did not put on a crown. Um, (laughs) but I will happily eat the peanut M&Ms. Shout out to all of you who got that reference. Uh, no, it was actually kind of a terrible way to start the day because I went at 7 a.m., which, I mean, it's fine. Like, get it over, knock it out. I'm up that early anyways. But I did not appreciate the fact that they started off my day by lecturing me about my teeth because I have bad teeth. I have bad vision. I have bad skin. I'm aware. I just am, like, falling apart all the time. I lost you, the genetic lottery. <laughs> what? What is it? A lichen? <laughs> what? No, like a zombie or oh, yeah. something that I'm just like, like falling, falling apart. apart. Yeah, I really am, and it's, that's fine. Every so often, I'll like pull the sheets off our bed, and then there's a finger or something. And I'm like, ah, oh, goddamn it! Sorry, I, I just keep losing just myself. Get another super glue. <laughs> no, um, so I did find one thing they told me very fascinating though, because I mentioned that I had really good teeth. I'd never had a cavity until I had my braces taken off, which was my senior year of high school. And then I started getting cavities left and right. And they said that like, oh, well, what causes cavities is all the bacteria that like gets into your mouth. But you're not born with that bacteria. It gets introduced into your mouth. And one of the big ways that they believe that it gets introduced is by kissing. So like anybody that you've ever kissed has introduced bacteria into your mouth. And now I suddenly wish that I had demanded dental records of everybody that I've ever kissed. Because I kind of wish that I'd only ever kissed you. Because apparently you have no bacteria in your mouth. Because you have perfect teeth. I do have... Pretty stellar oral health. Health, yes. yeah, sure. That's weird. I've never. 
Yeah. They were like telling uh-huh. me all, yeah, they were telling me this whole thing that it's like, yeah, like they kind of really believe that whoever you like first kissed introduced all the bacteria into your mouth. And that does, I, I feel like that's kind of bullshit. That does explain a lot about how my teeth suddenly become very degenerate, essentially, because the first guy I kissed probably didn't have great dental hygiene. So, I mean, it makes sense. Like, that's how stuff gets introduced in your mouth. I mean, also, like, as a child, you, you pick up and stick food. everything in your mouth. So. This, sound, this sounds like your doctor's a quack. That's what this sounds like. Possible, yeah, but they keep wanting to get me to do like all this dental work, but it's all really expensive. I can't afford that. So every time I go, they're always like, "Oh, you really need to get all this dental stuff done," and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, thanks. Can you just clean my teeth and send me on my way?" Yeah, stop, stop trying to upsell me. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's another. Well, and this time, every time they're always like, "Well, you can get this card, and you can put like all of the expenses on the card, and then you can just like pay it off within twelve months. You don't have to pay any interest." And I'm like, "I don't need another bill to have to pay." Yeah. I know how that credit card works. I paid for my dog's cancer treatment. Do on people that card. really fall for that though? Apparently, like, like, oh, okay. Well, if I don't have to pay for it, all of it, then I'm, I'm fine, right? And then you get a monthly bill. Like, yeah, that's not how. Like, just because it's on credit doesn't mean that it's not required to be paid for, right? Like, I don't you still understand. well. The, I guess the thought there's thinking is like, if you pay it off within 12 months, and you don't have to pay any interest on it, so it's like you know, you well, like, like you paid it, it off today, but that's still yeah, that's still paying it. You still yeah. have to pay for it. Speaking of which, we have no more credit card debt. Yeah, yeah, celebrate. Um, no, no, I can spend all the money on podcasts. So much money. No, I'm just kidding. All right, other things in Heidi's life. I just finished a business class. I've been taking a small business class every week. Congratulations! Did Thank you graduate? You. Uh, sure. I mean, I did a pitch and, and the mentor really liked it. So I don't know. I think that that's good news. So what do you think it is that the, about the pitch that really I drove it? it was my energy level and being it excited about energy. what I liked. <laughs> I bring this up because I did a pitch for like, I had like submitted a two minute pitch and John watched it and was like, where's your energy? You don't care about this project. I, like, I didn't I say care. that you don't care about that. I said, I know that you're excited about this. Yeah, I just had no excitement. But if you're wanting to spread that excitement, you need to spread that excitement. Well, like, make people excited about it. I think it. this time it helped because it was to actual people. So like, that's easier, I feel like, to pitch than pitching to my phone. Um, also, I focused on the aspect of community that I want to build because that's really what I would like to focus on. I think that food is the center of the kitchen or the center of the home and the center of people and social gatherings and all that. And so like, I think that if you're having a restaurant, you need to be focusing on the community and how to bring people together. So yeah, but it was good. I learned a lot. I was very impressed with the teacher and all of the like education they had and all the resources they plugged us into. So I'm excited to continue along that path and hopefully eventually be a small business owner. Cool. Yeah. Well, when you're a business owner, you probably need some social media done, right? Probably. So, do you want to do my social media while you're doing no, your no, social a media? Bit. No. Oh my god. Okay. No. Well, I, I, I well, was eventually, hoping. hopefully, you'll make some money, then you can hire somebody to do your social media. No, that's that is the first paid position is going to be social media marketing. If you really love doing social media marketing and you want to do it for John just for practice for a while, he'd be very happy about it. For practice, i.e. not getting paid for it until it starts becoming... We just need to get ourselves an intern. Yes! 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 So technically, I do own a business. (laughs) Technically, you do. Yeah. That's genius. That is genius. So I could... Yes. 
If you need an internship, an unpaid internship, apply for Mercury Theater Podcast. Mercury Theater Productions LLC. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for somebody to do the social media. Somebody remote is fine. That's fine. Yep. I don't send care. you pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but man. no, so I have, you know, I mentioned Speaking that I was of Mercury Theater doing Productions. Some, what about it? What have you been doing with it? No, no, social media. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so I did some recording, as I mentioned earlier, but. Actually, I guess that's kind of it. It it's not really exciting. But we have started How exciting. The the NDAs did expire, so now all of the voice actors Yay! are now in public. I've seen them, they've all been posting. Very exciting. You do what? I've seen they like their their cast credits have all come up. Right. Yeah. Yes. So posting those on Instagram, and I'm doing it on both the Mercury Theater podcast and on University uh, University, yeah, on Universe Twenty Five. I'm thinking the Professor because th- uh, that was that's the latest one. That yeah. was the promo for today. Uh, <laughs> university promo. Uh, yeah, but you know, I'm kind of putting content out on both of them, and then I'm generating potential traffic. So I have. Have it so that it's linked on one to the other one. So it's like Mercury Theater Podcast. I can say our baby Universe 25. Yeah. And then with Universe 25, I can say by the creators of Mercury Theater Podcast. So I'm able to like hit both of those simultaneously. Nice. And it's, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. That's awesome. You know, doubling up on my, my social When is presence. that supposed to launch? May 8th is the first air date, but we will be putting out a promo. I could do that any day now, but any I wanted to now. I wanted to get all of the stuff in order and it's it's so close to being all done in order so that I can listen to the dialogue from the beginning to the very end. It's a lot of dialogue to be listening to. It is a lot of dialogue. How long is it all together right now? Uh so I haven't I I don't have like all the scenes, they have spaces between the scenes, mm. so it could be like a minute long uh, space. But I'm currently in the in the page seventies, and they're about two and a half hours hmm. currently. So you're watching like a full length film, listening to more than a full length film. Like well, yeah. So it's 153 pages uh, in total. I think I'm actually in the eighties. I'm in the I'm in the eighties. I think. Anyway, doesn't matter. But it'll it'll be much longer than a feature length film once all is said and done. And I'm pretty happy about that because you know I thought about it. I I posted this on Twitter. So if you're not following me on Twitter, you need to. But I I thought about it and I realized you know I'm putting all this work into it and I feel like I'm getting not as much as I I should be. But I realized I'm putting out Mercury Theater Podcast, which is about 20, 25 minutes an episode. And I'm also putting out Universe 25, which is going to be about the same for the the nine episodes once it's all is said and done. It's eight episodes plus the bonus. And that's a hell of a lot of content that's actually coming out of indirectly one person with the voice actors and everybody but it's essentially it's essentially me right mm-hmm. but yeah i thought that was uh you know it's kind of profound when you think about all the all the people or all the time that goes into it and all the content that's actually coming out when there might be a marvel movie that comes out in like once a year or twice a year i don't know 
There are way too many of those things. They really are. Sorry. Sorry, SB. <laughs> there are too many Marvel movies. All right. Well, uh, should we move forward onto Today in History? Today in History. Tell me what happened today in history. Okay. So you have no idea what today I don't because I tried looking it up and I didn't know what any of the things were. So I just expected you to do it. Yes. Also, I made you dinner while you looked it up. So that you worked did. out nice. Yep. Well, uh, so in 1582, Pope Gregory the Eighth. Nope, nope, that's the 13th. I had to get my Roman numerals all right. Universe 25 is definitely not numerals. <laughs> we numerals should do a pop anything. quiz on Roman numerals next episode. Yes, I actually had to look to make sure that my uh, my abbreviation for Universe 25, that the U wasn't a Roman numeral <laughs> for something. <laughs> oh, it's, it's there, it's there. Um, but yeah, so Pope Gregory the Thirteenth announces the new style calendar. Can you guess what style calendar that was? The European. The Gregorian. Gregory. Gregorian. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, see, I see the connection there. Wow, yeah. that's pretty like uh, narcissistic of the Pope to name the calendar after himself. Uh, maybe, maybe somebody else named it for him. I don't know. All right. Anyway, moving on, skipping on for a couple hundred years is 1786. Charles Cornwallis appointed governor general of India. Good for Charles Cornwallis. Do you know who Cornwallis Not was? Not even a little bit. So do you remember back like when you were really young and the Revolutionary War was happening? Uh-huh. General Cornwallis was the one who was like major general during that time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's the same guy. But, you know, those British people, they're in charge of India and all those other places. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Amazing so, how such a tiny continent can, like, run the world. No, seriously. That was an imp- That still is a super huge empire. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you listened to the latest uh, Trivial Warfare episode, but they went over all the different countries. Kind of like a that- ding. Hey, recommended that one. They went over all of the different countries that the queen is actually the head of state for. Oh. And that's insane. There are a hell of a lot. Was I that the warm it, was, it up, Chris? No, but it would have made a good one, yeah. but it was done really well. It okay. was, I think there are 14 countries oh that she's head of state of. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. So uh, in 1803, the U.S. Supreme Court first rules a law unconstitutional. They're saying that, you know, the the government might make laws that are unconstitutional. What was the law so, they were ruled against? In that case, it was Marbury versus Madison. I started I started to look into what the case was, and it mm-hmm. kind of seemed like it was kind Very of boring. Kind of boring. Okay. But, you know, I did enough research to kind of say, yeah, not worth it to me. Mm-hmm. Because I had a lot of the other ones to go through. Hey. So in 1839, the steam shovel was patented by William Otis in Philadelphia. Way to go, Otis. Way to same go. William, same Otis as the elevator? Billy O. Oh. Was that steam powered? I Maybe. Don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like when one person, like when somebody invents one thing, they invent like 18 other things. Like they never just invent one thing. So Edison, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. The creator of the light bulb. Or was he? <laughs> That's true. So, that is very, uh, so he, had a, he had a company, an invention company. And do you know who who gets all the credit for all of the company inventions? Edison. I know how that feels. You know how that feels? 
Yeah. Oh, like when when your chef is taking credit for yeah. stuff that you did. Yeah, and it's like, oh well, thank you. Or the waiters. Yeah, the waiters are getting tipped and all the money for my creations or for us running around and doing something special. Yes, like this, when you get this, a plate that says "Happy Birthday" in your name or whatever birthday or whatever it is, and you tip your server because you're like, oh my gosh, that was so nice of them to bring that back to me. Don't tip them. The waiter tip did. Me. The waiter did all of the waiter. Came oh, up hey, and table nineteen me. has a birthday. Yeah. That's it. 1863, the Arizona Territory was created. Ooh. Way to go, Arizona. Way to go, Arizona. Becoming a baby. 1868, the US, the first U.S. parade with floats <gasps> occurred in Alabama, Ooh. in Mobile, Alabama. Um, I feel like Mobile has a lot of things. I think they yes, might have also the been the The things hanging from the ceilings that, the, uh, that, bab- that babies look at. No, no, but I think they also might have been one of the first 911 calls. Anyways. But that was for Mardi Gras. That's pretty cool. Way to go, Mardi Gras. That was Mobile, Alabama. Mardi Gras is when the first float parade happened. Mardi Gras is New Orleans. Mardi Gras is like all over the south. No, no, no. I I am well aware. I I lived in, I went to a Mardi Gras parade in Biloxi, Mississippi. It took them that long before somebody had like a float? Well, so it happened in Biloxi, but Mardi Gras is associated with New, New Orleans. Orleans. Yes. But then again, maybe Mardi Gras was traditional in that it was like they probably wanted to keep it like people yeah. people marching or whatever. So I really like that we don't decorate our house for Valentine's Day. We decorate it for Mardi Gras. I really enjoy that about us. Love is make-believe. <laughs> and same year, same day, uh, the U.S. House of Representatives vote. 126 to 47 to impeach President Andrew Johnson. Ooh, kick him out! <laughs> okay, so in 1881, I don't know the name of this. It's I think it's French. De la Soups? De la Soups. De la Soups. Company <laughs> begins work on the Panama Canal. Oh, okay. That's 1881. Do you, th- you know the marvels that happen... With the Panama Canal, like, to make that happen. It's very impressive. Incredibly impressive. Mm-hmm. In 1932, Malcolm Campbell sets world land speed record speed of 253.96 miles per hour, driving his famous Bluebird car at Daytona Beach, Florida. Ooh, not the salt flats. Not the salt flats, yeah. Weird, all right. Maybe that's before they, they discovered the salt flats. No, I'm just kidding. That's the 1990s. <laughs> 1942, the Battle of Los Angeles takes place. You remember the Battle of Los Angeles? Nope. You don't remember the Battle of Los Angeles where nobody died? Nope. No. No, so it was... So 1942, what time period is this? World War II. World War II. So it was a series of anti-aircraft engagements over the city in response to a rumored but false Japanese attack. So what, they just, like, shot into the sky at nothing? They literally did. No, oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, right. but that lasted until the morning of the following day. And then uh, 1945, Egypt and Syria declare war on Nazi Germany. It's pretty I did not bold. realize that Egypt and Syria were part of World War II. Yeah. Uh, the Interesting. Giza, like the pyramids, pyramids of Giza were a backdrop for some of this stuff. Huh. Actually, the pyramids were shot at. Oh. They were literally, sh- like, they were just, like, Target practicing or whatever at the pyramids. Interesting. There are bullet holes in the uh, in the block. That's crazy. We should go see them. Ninth. Do you really want to go to Egypt? Kind of. Really? Yeah, I think they have some really cool history over there. Sure. Sure. 
But, you know, behind the pyramids is now, like, this cityscape. But also, really, Egypt? I want to go places. There's I know tons you of history there, sure. I know you don't want to sure. go anywhere. I would like to go places. You've just been cooped up in... No, I'm just kidding. You haven't been cooped up here. Anyway, <sighs> 1949, the V-2 whack Corporal Rocket first object to reach five times the speed of sound at White Sands Missile Range in New Mexico. Five times the speed of sound. Uh, the Explorer 10 fails to reach Earth's orbit in 1961. I don't know what that means. But so okay. I guess that means that it, like, I, I thought about looking into this one, but I didn't. But I'm assuming that it was probably a pre premature explosion or something. 1968, discovery of first pulsar announced. Oh, SP is probably geeking out right now. Uh, by Jocelyn Bell Burnell and uh, Anthony Hewish. Cool. You know what a pulsar is? Nope. So the star, like a like a star does this weird thing where the uh, pulsars come out from the uh, shit from the not the equators but the what this is this very entertaining radio the, the, the <laughs> i'm really into whatever it's, you're saying it's Can very you visual <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm talking about Espy. sure no it's the it's at the uh the north and the south poles like okay. it comes out but it's you don't want to be in the uh in the route like that's you're going to get dead if you're, you're in the, the pulse noted if you see one coming you've already died 1981 britain's prince charles announces engagement to lady diana spencer all right that is a very problematic family that is an incredibly problematic family but uh that's lady died 1988 u.s supreme court votes eight to zero jerry falwell cannot collect for a hustler parody you probably have no idea who Jerry Falwell was. Nope. I also don't know what the Hustler parody is. Uh, do you know? So you don't know Hustler magazine? Nope. If I say Hustler magazine, do you kind of get an idea of what it might be? Nope. Like Playboy? Okay. But Hustler. Anyway. Okay. So <laughs> Jerry Falwell was the, uh, the founder of Liberty University, which his son took over once he retired. He is in some deep shit. Uh, yeah, anyway, I, I find that fun, that family kind of funny, but that's a, it's a shitty family. 1996, the last occurrence of February 24th as a leap day in the Europe, Europe, uh, European Union and for the Roman Catholic Church. What do you mean that was leap day? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like. So do they skip the, the 24th and go straight to the 25th? Yeah, that's weird. It is weird. So the Gregorian calendar, actually, going back to the first thing that I mentioned. So they changed the day, the amount of days from like, what was it? A year and a quarter of a day to a year and point, a, a year plus, like 360. God damn it. <laughs> it doesn't help you that you're falling me. asleep Sorry. over there. Sorry, <laughs> nope. Too many facts. This is too many todays in history that I do not know about and do not care about. I am so tuned out on them. Okay. That's exciting. Once okay. you keep telling just, me all about all these things that I just am like, you just, don't even know the details. Okay. Look, I'll give you one more. All right. One more and this is it. I'm okay. just skipping all the rest of them. Okay. 1998, Elton John knighted by Queen Now I Elizabeth. do know who he is and I do know what that means. Oh, Okay. <laughs> 
So tell me the rest of it. <laughs> well, he was not. I know what I know who Elton John is, and I know what being knighted by the Queen means. So now he is Sir Elton John, and he did deserve Sir that. Elton John. See, these are the facts I need. Yes. Okay. Okay. I do like Elton John. That's all I got. All right. Cool. <laughs> Good story. Sorry, that was just that was a lot of today in history that I did not know about. I just wanted about. to fill some air time. That's you really did. Just I, drag this episode out, man. That's the goal. All right. Do you have a stamp of approval for today, John Badger? The Badger Stamp of Approval. Yes. Yes, I do have a stamp of approval for today. It is... I was in an episode of AV Cultures podcast. How exciting. It is exciting. So it's audiovisuals cultures is what it is. I spoke to P. Blair and a lovely, lovely English lady. And that episode came out as of yesterday. So our today. Okay. But that was that was really cool. So her editing was on point, so much so that I actually want to recommend this to everybody. If you listen to, if you enjoy the audio drama and want to kind of get an idea of like what happens behind the scenes, it's a great way to listen and find out. The way that she edited edited it made me sound not stupid. Yay! That's good. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not that good at editing. Nope, you are not. (laughs) I still sound stupid on here. (laughs) Can't do a lot about it. But, yeah, she did a really good job of editing it, made it sound really cohesive, but much faster than I generally talk. And my sister is inclined to believe that she sped it up, like sped me up. That would make sense. But I think that what, like me personally, I think that what she did is that she cut like pauses. Yeah. So I do a lot actually, of that when I edit this podcast. Like um, I, probably not to the same extent that she does, but yeah, I definitely, definitely cut a lot of stuff. But yeah, it was very, very well done. Very and cool. I don't sound stupid and she's, she was a delight to talk to. How fun. And yeah, so listen to Audiovisual Cultures podcast. Very cool. That's fun that you got interviewed. It was fun. I'm in the process of trying to get as many interviews as much as possible. Yeah. And I might have to talk about sexual kinks on an episode of something. Well, have at it. It's fine. Talk about all your sexual kinks. Okay. What Uh, about you? Do you have a stamp of (laughs) approval? Yes, my stamp of approval. Circling back to the beginning of this podcast, and I recommended that you get your seeds and get them planted, I would like to recommend Wildweed Gardens, especially if you live in the southeast area they're a company a small company out of chapel hill north carolina and they sell two different size packages they sell like a garden variety and a patio variety and they include like up to 15 different types of seeds and directions on how to plant and you can like be part of their like instagram uh and comment and stuff and like just grow along with a whole bunch of people um but they send you seeds curated to your area. So, like, you put in your zip code, they send you seeds for vegetables and things that are going to grow best in your area. And it's kind of beginner-friendly. So, uh, I did this last year for my vegetable garden, and it was a lot nicer than trying to, like, figure out what all I wanted to plant and buy individual seeds and do all that stuff. Because plants have a tendency to meld well with other plants. Like, they get, yeah. they marry well. So, you know, they... I mean, tomatoes might do well with carrots or something yeah and um, they kind of send you that yeah they like that feed. package yeah well that and like also um there's you know certain things like grow better in different areas um 
of the, you know, just like based on your zone for gardening. If you're into gardening, you know, like there's different zones and um, things grow really well in different zones. So some things you have a really hard time growing here, but they could grow really well like over in Charlotte just because it's like a different zone because we're in the mountains and they aren't. Um, yeah, but it's it's really cool. I really liked it. They send you uh, vegetables, herbs, and flowers, which is pretty cool. I love it when you're on Facebook or something and somebody says, hey, what what plants should I be planting right now? And it's like, I have no idea where you live. Yeah. Why are you asking everybody on planet Earth what plants? Because what you're planting in Papua New Guinea is going to be entirely different from what you plant in Australia, I assume. Yeah. So I found them via an Instagram (laughs) ad and I really like them and I highly recommend them, especially if you live in the southeast area. So check them out. Wildweed Gardens. Well, awesome. Do you want to jump into the interview deck? Yes. Courtesy of Travis Brown's Poddex. Excellent. I have a question for you. You ready? I am not ready because we had uh, not prepared, but yes. did not put this in the outline. If you were a bartender, which famous person would you like to serve? Like living or dead? It just says which famous person. It does not specify living or dead. Well, I probably want to serve somebody who is dead because they won't complain. <laughs> so, Gandhi? You prefer to serve them while they're dead? <laughs> they won't complain. Let's see. Who would... I kind of think of it as like, who would I like to either see drunk or get drunk with? I probably wouldn't be getting drunk with them, yeah, though, because they're, I'm the bartender. But who would they? Who would like be a good person to serve and who would probably leave me a really decent tip? Ooh. Okay. Tippers. I got... I got nothing. <laughs> I'm going to go with just randomly. Oh, my God. No, no. I was about to say Alton Brown because. Oh, he'd be fun. He would be fun be if fun you customer. did it absolutely perfect. But I feel like I would be under too much stress and be like, oh, I don't know if I look like. Is it one dash or two dash? I don't, I don't, I don't know anymore. how many bitters this one needs. <laughs> Alton Brown is an amazing guy. I would probably say Alton Brown if I know how to make that cocktail perfectly. I bet he'd be pretty cool if you were like, I am so nervous. I don't know how to do this. Can you tell me? And I bet he would probably like walk through it. Yeah. Like turn on his phone and be like, let's do a quarantine kitchen for here at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's great. Yeah. What, what about you? Um, I don't I, know. I came up with mine. Famous person I'd like to serve. I feel like this is kind of like the question of like, who would you want to have dinner with? Cat Cora. No. Okay. Um, I would really like to. I mean, if I'm gonna Bobby Flay. No, I would like to meet Antonio Bacor. Uh, I'd really like to to meet him. I think that he'd be a fun person to serve drinks to. Actually, he's a pastry chef in Miami. If you're wondering. <sighs> now I'm thinking Casey Wayland. Oh, there you go. Okay. There I go. Yeah. Yeah. Find those people you like. I, I, yeah, I don't have to worry about him. I wouldn't worry about him critiquing my, uh, my style or anything, mm-hmm. my ingredients. We you would just, just be talking about, yeah. yeah, we would just be talking while I'm making him this yeah. drink. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, you have anything else? <sighs> I got nothing. Cool. I think that's it. Well, thank you for hanging out with us at The Set. Don't forget to tweet us at The Set Pod on with Twitter with your answer to our question. And the bird. And maybe you'll hear your answer on the air next week. Because they're birds. Be sure to give our other podcast, Mercury Theater Podcast, a listen. 
birds fly in the air. Check out our website, <laughs> mercurypeterpodcast.com, for more information. And yes. we will talk to you next week. <laughs> Bye!